So like I was cool, but like it was like, yo, you are the one of the worst people in human history. And like I'm I'm cool. He's he's the black Joe Rogan, which is hilarious to me. Yes, that is a great whoa. analogy. He is. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold your horses. Call me old man waves. Damn you, old man. Fuck your old. Damn it, Wade. Word life. Yo, can I tell you, I'm actually kind of mad that I just found out Brandon's close by. Because if I had known you were where you say you are, I would have definitely made a weekend trip to go down there. That would have been awesome. Where you at? I'm in Maryland. Oh, that ain't that close. I mean, it's a six-hour train ride. Six hours? Don't get me on. I just went on a rant the other day about being pissed at the auto lobby and the plane in the in the in the airplane lobby for fucking us over on not having high speed rail like in Europe. If you go to Europe, yeah. they don't fucking fly anywhere. They get on the they get on the train and it's fast as shit and it's cheap and it's comfortable and you get all across the country. I read yeah, that you know, they had. You know, who built, you know who built that though. Who built? You know how them. You know, you know how fund fund all of that infrastructure in Europe. What? Nazis. The good old USA. Really? I thought it was Nazis. Nah. The USA no, built the USA money, Marshall Plan, billions of dollars of investment that allowed Europe to have better infrastructure than us, and also Whoa. you know, pretty much universal healthcare hold in a lot of places. Hold on, hold on. Cheap I wanna... education. Mm-hmm. Yo, mm-hmm. I want to point something out, Javi. You've been you were in the presence of um, MJT so long that you yeah. said the good old US of A. <laughs> I, I, I said I said that sarcastically. Yeah, okay. But yeah, I, I I was I was in the shadow of Mar-a-Lago this weekend, so I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> something probably happened to me. We could, and here's the thing: we could have had all that. We had the money, but they lobbed yeah. it away. Because the auto, called, the car dealers were like, if you build good public transportation, why would people, why would people buy two and three cars? They wouldn't. They would just. But I'm not worried about the car dealers because the car dealers and business owners and all those people were always complaining about spending tax dollars on infrastructure. But you had presidents like FDR that say, "Fuck that! I'm building the infrastructure anyways. We're using math. Mm-hmm. We're gonna tax you eighty percent or whatever it is on your on your top earners or whatever, right? And we're gonna build a better." America, because a, a country isn't judged by its richest people, but it's judged by how we treat our, our poorest people. Exactly. But then you have people like Nixon and Ronald Reagan with the bullshit welfare queen model and all this other shit while they're funneling drugs into the hood, arresting our... Oh, see, I'm super woke right now. But anyways, yeah, you could have had all that. <laughs> I haven't heard super woke in a while. But yeah, really I wouldn't have had all because that. Because this all... I got, I wouldn't, not to take over the show, this will be like one minute, but when all that shit was take happening... With Southwest, like in the in the Southwest was going through all that bullshit. I started reading yeah. up on it, right? And reading up on the history of like, why do we have this shit? And I'm looking at it and I'm like, they have seven flights a day. Think about this. Seven direct flights a day from St. Louis to Kansas City in the same fucking state. Wait, that is seven amazing. flights a day. Why do you and I'm like, and, it, and it's like so it's like a it's like a 37 minute flight. <laughs> It's literally like a 37 minute. So we're wasting jet fuel seven times a day to go between St. Louis 
in Kansas City, if we had a high-speed rail like they have all throughout Europe and in Japan, that trip would be an hour and 30 minutes, so like an hour and 20 minutes, like an hour and 20 minutes. So you add like 20 minutes on for the flight. It's like, it's like actually it's less than it's like a, I was I think this is like an hour and seven minutes something like that if we had like a high speed rail to go from St Louis to Kansas City instead we have right now if you take Amtrak from St Louis to Kansas City it takes almost four hours that's Amtrak. crazy well we so, have so we because have pseudo, of that people yeah good we have pseudo high speed rail for the Northeast corridor so like uh, Boston New York D C Philadelphia we have the Excella train. I've never used it, but apparently, you know, I've been on the Excella. Yeah, how, it's still it slow compared to it's Europe. Still, yeah, uh, I'm looking at um. I, I'll give an example, Javi. I'm looking at the um, Excella train from Boston, New York. It's three hours and forty five minutes from Boston to New York. Yeah, I, I, it'll take yeah. me that long to drive. It'll take me that long to drive there. Yes, yeah, so exactly. I, I, it, it should be an hour and a half trip. Or at mm-hmm. most, and it should be like an hour train trip from New York to Boston with high speed rail. You could live in Boston and work in New York. Oh, so maybe that's like that's how to do in Europe. Maybe it's crazy. Maryland. People do that. Still, what up? Yeah, Maryland is an eight-hour drive. Okay. You got to drive through New York, New Jersey, Philly. parts of Philly, I think, Delaware. Then you hit. I think you hit Maryland after yeah, Maryland. that. I had a because I had a girlfriend. I used to go to Coppin State. And I used to take the train down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How y'all doing, man? It's been a minute. Yo, can I... Okay. <laughs> can I tell you that I fucking hate podcasters and I hate podcasting? Uh, say more. <laughs> so, I love talking with you guys. Like, honestly, if I didn't have the... If I didn't have conversations with really interesting people or have the co-host that I have, I wouldn't podcast at all. Like, Podcasting is hard, bro. People don't realize. So I'm going to say this. And don't take this as arrogant, because obviously my numbers don't reflect what I'm about to say. I don't think podcasting is really that easy. It isn't really that difficult when you have, when you're in the right setting. Like, you guys make my life so much easier, because all I have to do is come up with the topics, Send you guys a topic, and then we literally just have a conversation. Now there have been maybe. Well, I don't know if you know this, but I'm kind of an expert myself. Well, me and Brandon are kind of experts <laughs> ourselves. So uh, thank you, Norman Osborne. You know, I'm somewhat of a podcast. <laughs> but like, yo, I hate this shit because I listen to. Okay, I used to hate listening to. Some, I've been hate listening to a podcast for the last like three months. Can't stand this dude anymore. I can't stand he's sexist. He's a one of the biggest hypocrites I've ever met. And then he talks over his co-host. And then like when they when they fire mm-hmm. back at him, he gets all of his feelings. So I actually just stopped listening to it altogether because I don't. Is care his co-host him. women? One of his co-hosts is a woman now, and I think that does was, he. And that does I think he use the phrase. Does he use the phrase red pill blue pill a lot? No. Oh. Uh, this podcaster is a former rapper. Who allegedly oh, okay. who allegedly fucked over his friends? Oh, um, my favorite podcast, not featuring an old man. Nice. <laughs> so, like, I was cool, but like, it was like, yo, you are the one of the worst people in human history, and like, I'm I'm cool. He's he's the black Joe Rogan, which is hilarious to me. Yes, that is a great whoa. analogy. He is. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold your horses. But anyways, I let I let you smoke. Go ahead. <laughs> 
He's a black Joe Rogan. Like he's, and it's funny because one of the reasons I don't necessarily dislike the dude is for the. Are we going to say his name? No. Or no? Why okay. he gets he gets enough. Everyone who's listening right. to me, they, y'all know who he is, especially considering yeah, yeah, yeah. allegedly fucking over his friends because I don't know what happened in that situation. Yeah, but he's playing a character. Uh huh. So because he's playing a character, I can't necessarily be mad at it. However, I do think that we all have certain responsibilities to our people, especially uh, minorities, people of color, et cetera, et cetera. Excuse me, specifically because we may not like look at each other as like the representative of the culture as a whole because we are pieces of an entire culture. But you know how it is. If you do something bad, you represent the entire culture. If you do something good, you're a piece of the culture. I forget who someone said that recently, so I don't want to take credit for it, but I can't remember who said it. But it's true. You can't do anything bad if you're Black and then not reflect on everybody else. But if you do something good, you're a piece of it. Like, why can't someone like Malcolm X or Martin Luther King or like Prince, why aren't they a reflective of the, the entire, uh, of like the entire community? But if someone does something bad or negative, it's like, oh, it's the entire community. It's the entire genre. Like, you know what I mean? So I just, I got to a point where I was like, I just can't listen to this shit anymore. And maybe, and I'll probably go back eventually if someone says, oh, yo, listen to this. Things were different, da, 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 da. But for now, I'm cool. And which is funny because I started listening to his buddies, his um, former co-host podcast, and I fucking love it. Yeah, I, I like, um, we say I don't even know I don't remember their names, but yeah, they're t- I, I I hate the fact that they had to split because I think they they were a good balance for him. I think his two co-hosts they 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 have different differing opinions. They challenge him, but at the same time, a lot of what they say I think I disagree with as well. Um, but you know what's funny is I disagree yeah. with Ish a lot. I disagree yeah. with him a lot, but I think the difference between me disagreeing with him is because even when I disagree with him, come at me with some type of real explanation. You yeah. know what I mean? Don't say uh, water is water isn't wet because I said so. But if you look up the definition, it's like water makes things wet, and you give me an actual definition of it, and like you know, and explain it in a way that can further a discussion or even like help your conversation. Then I'm cool. Like and I love Parks. Parks is my guy. But I was like, it's not enough for me to listen to their host just be one of the most one of the worst personalities I've ever heard. And I'm like, I'm cool. Good night. And like I said, he's a black Joe Rogan, and I blocked Joe Rogan on on Twitter. So why the fuck would I listen to the black version of him? All right. I mean, I, I, I agree. That. Yeah. I so I'll be the, I'll, I'll be the um. The devil's advocate. I also would never, I also yeah. never listened to that show before because of what that person did to that person's ex girlfriend, which is pretty despicable if you read about it. So I agree uh, with you. My only thing is he was never convicted, and the people who he said that to have like recanted. Um, but I think him and his ex ex girlfriend, his ex his is that his baby mother? I think. I think they, his, they. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I, I think. That was the thing. They re- so she didn't recant. Yeah. She never recanted. Yeah, yeah. She never but recanted. I, I don't think they. But don't they? They they do have a relationship now, don't they? Don't they? Like his excuse was now. 
Yeah, his excuse was, oh, it's two people trying to hurt each other. Like, that'll make it okay. I don't know what he did. I don't no know. I need to read that. Yeah. We don't know. Like, she, oh, yeah. she says that she says that he hit her. However, she didn't recant saying that he didn't do that, but what she did say was the way she went about doing things was wrong. So that could literally mean that she what she said was a lie, but we don't know. No child. That's no why I don't I don't like getting into that stuff, man. Like I, I get it. Like I get I get I get especially I mean, I don't know if we're gonna talk about it. This is pretty new, but the situation with the Rick and Morty, one of the Rick and Morty um creators who's been kicked off the show for domestic violence, um, which has been confirmed and you know, all that other stuff, right? So like we know what he did. And we know that he deserves those consequences. But a lot of times in these relationships, like we don't know what's going on. And especially with celebrities, anybody can say anything and yeah. it gets and it gets picked up. And, you know, as a, as somebody in the public, you know, facing the public, you can't really defend yourself fully because once it's in public opinion, it's it's a wrap. So I I, I don't know. I so I don't is- know, man. I, I like the two. I like them. You know, I like them. If I if I read more about what he did, I don't know if that, that might change. But I, it's hard for me to judge someone based on based on what sounds like speculation. And 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 the exactly. the victim involved. Well, she says that. Yeah. She says that he beat her and caused her to have a miscarriage. Oh shit! So while she was pregnant, that's what she says. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And she did have a miscarriage, so that did yeah. happen. Yeah. So but I do I do know depends. couples that fight. I know couples that I do, yeah. do know I do I do know couples that fight, like literally like hit each other, right? Both of them. And and it's toxic and it shouldn't happen and, and they're and they're both being abusive to each other. And that could be and that could also be the situation. She could that could have been happening when she was pregnant. And you know, you know, my wife is pregnant right now and I make sure there's stuff not on the floor so she can't trip because anything her falling, anything can happen can cause an issue. You know what I mean? So yep. if they were already in that type of relationship, which they should have been in, you know, that those things can happen, you know, and who do you blame for that? You know, like, do we blame the, you know, the person, like, who do we blame for that situation? Keep your hands to yourself. 100%. <laughs> you know what I mean? Regardless of who, End like, of the day. So, yeah. I, I, I feel like Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg did. You can't, and this goes for men and women. You can't do something to somebody and then expect them to act a certain way because of the way they should. I'm not hitting a woman. That's just me. A man. I believe that a man should not put his hands on a woman. That's just how I feel about it. Yeah, I'm with you too. I'm. I'm, I'm not really. I get what people say. Like, if you hit someone, you should be prepared to get hit. But honestly. I don't even know if I could hit well, a woman if she hits. Not, I, I I just it's hard for me to I can't I'm but it's not know, bro. No, you're not. You're you're not because you're a good person. You would hit a woman if it was a life or death situation. And nobody would blame anyone for doing it. So if a woman has a frying pan or gun and you and you defend yourself, obviously no one's gonna be like, You hit a woman, what's wrong yeah. with you? No one's yeah. gonna say that. But it's like it's like if a if a it's like saying Oh, my twelve-year-old punched me, so I knocked his ass out. <laughs> no, like I don't. Knock, I'm not going to knock yeah. my twelve-year-old son out cold, give him a concussion because he punched me because he was being a brat. Like, mm-hmm. no, like you can you can say no sometimes. Yeah. yeah, and that's exactly what it is. It's like 
as adults, like I said, like we all have different yeah. personalities, and like if I've seen, bro, uh, I'm two hundred and fifty. I'm two hundred and fifty pounds, bro. Like I, I'm short, but I'm heavy, and I know I hit hard. I, I've been in fights. I'm gonna like, tell you, you know like, what I'm saying? so I'm like, I'm not. I, I can't. I, and I'm not. This is not. I know there's a lot of women that could probably beat my ass, but I, you know, I, I would be told. I, bro, I can't hit kids and I can't hit women, bro. I, so I can't here, do it. So here's my thing with, and I agree with you guys. I yeah. absolutely agree. However, if you put your hands on somebody, you run the risk of getting hit back. Period. When you talk to people a certain way, you run the risk of them being crazy. Like I tell people all the time, like I've seen it at work with like, yo, what happened? Like this woman, yo, this was, ah, fuck, I can't share this, but I'll, I'll tell you guys off air. Um, but some, some wild shit happens at my job and I'm like, well, you can't always expect people to react the way you want them to, or the way you think they should. And uh, we've seen this a lot. Now, if you're hitting a woman, you're a piece of shit, period. I'm not for this domestic violence shit. And I also had this dude in my job. And this was the funny. It wasn't funny, but it really showed me the type of person that I'm dealing with. I called R. Kelly a pedophile. And he goes, you can't say that. I go, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I go, why the fuck not? He goes, well, if you're going to call him a pedophile, then you got to call Michael Jackson a pedophile. I go, you mean the guy who literally everybody who accused him of him has recanted? So, well, they did it for money. I'm like, he's dead now. Like there's not like they're, they're not recanting because the guy's alive and they're gonna give him more money. Like he's dead. What are you talking about? I could I and could I'm, also call Michael Jackson a pedophile. <laughs> yeah, and that's okay. Like yeah, what do you yeah, say? You can call like, anybody oh, that messes, <laughs> but anybody that messes with kids is a pedophile. Yeah, and he you was can't just like call Bill Cosby a rapist unless you're gonna call Harvey Weinstein a rapist. Okay. Oh, so that was the other thing, and that's how it, <laughs> and that's how it started. They're both rapists, <laughs> and that's how it started because I called Art because I also called Bill Cosby a fucking rapist. He's like, yo, you can't say that. I'm like, yes, I can. Like, well, he wasn't convicted. I'm like, yes, he was. I'm like, he got off. We got to stop doing this thing of defending black people with what about the white person? The idea shouldn't be a white person gets away with something, so we should get away with something. It should always be a white person should get punished like we get, like, if we get punished. So, like, if a black person rapes someone, they should be punished. It shouldn't be like, well, Trump got away with it. Trump should be punished, not like, oh, if Trump got away with it, we should. It should never be that way. Like, we got to mm -hmm. stop with the, like, idea that, like, we should, like, the I, the goal is not to be, like, I would say this with, like, some of my black male friends. I'm always like, the goal is not to be white men. Like, the goal is equality. Like, that's what it should be. It shouldn't be, remember that article a few years back when it was, like, black, straight black men are the white people of black people? Yeah. And that yeah. was, like, very I that. true. <laughs> it's very true. If you read that yeah. article, it is very true. Obviously, it's not all like those black men listening. I'm not saying all of you are that like. And if you say that, then you you should probably read the article because you might fit if you took it that yeah. way. Um, but that's true. We are, like, also, goal, we are also black men. The goal isn't to be straight white men and to have that type of privilege. Like the goal should be to have equality, right? And so, like, I hate when people. I hate. I hate that so much when they do that. What about ism? With other terrible people, I'm like, yes, they're. What, what you think I'm not going to say they're terrible too? Yes, they're terrible too. Yeah, like miss me with that shit. But I'm also the same dude at my job who's called out like just like if you're sexist, I call you out. If you're if you're homophobic, I call you out. Like we had a we had somebody in my job who identifies as a man, 
and people kept calling him it. And I flipped out. I'm like, yo. I was like, I was like, do they identify as a man? Yes. I'm like, then say he. Well, like, I don't understand. And I, I flipped the fuck out. I was like, I don't understand how fucking difficult this is. I was like, call the person by their goddamn name. Like, call them what they want to fucking call them. I was like, how would y'all feel if, if it was um you and someone was calling you like a nigger or something like that? Like, how the fuck would you feel? And I spazzed the fuck uh, out. I identify as that nigga. So please, well, that, you can call me that. <laughs> well, that's all fine. And, that's all fine and well. But like, I hate that shit. Like, yo, like, cut that shit out. And then someone was like, well, why are you taking offense to it? I'm like, what if I had? A, I was like, what if I had a family member who's tra- who's um trans, like like what like or transitioning? Like, how the fuck would you? Th- how like you don't know what the fuck someone else is going through? Like, miss me with that dumb shit, man. Like, we're and furthermore, we're supposed to be better than this. Like, that's my big thing about that is like like you, we're supposed to be better than that. Long story short, I don't I don't want to even get into like all this other stuff. Like, no, no worries. Fucking people, I, so, I, you, I, you know, you know, how, you know how BBN episodes start. We're right on brand, bro. <laughs> this ain't fucking BBN. This is the old man way show. Fuck it, yo, Ugh, man. Whatever. Y'all want to hear a funny story that happened to me in a strip club? When did yes, you go please. to the strip club? This was this. This story happened years ago. It was actually kind of this. Oh. Happened, this story happened years ago. So. Uh, I don't know if Javi ever has. Uh, Brandon, have you ever you had a lap dance before, right? Yes. Um, Javi, have you ever had a lap dance? Yeah. All right. I, when we was at that, we was on Rod Island. Oh, I didn't. Know, I didn't know you had one then. So, yeah. I don't necessarily like. All right, so I'm not like on firm usually when I get a, when I like on a lap dance. Like you know, it's like you got to be like spectacular for me to be like you know what I mean, like ready to go. But this particular stripper went to work. Like, she was, I was like, yo, best lap dance I've had in my life, right? So after I leave, I adjust myself, right? I walk back down to the table. <laughs> yo, this stripper, as a, this different stripper, mind you. I walk down to the, um, back to the table, and, and she literally just pokes me on my dick. <laughs> Did she say, "Yo, did you did you give did you give her the uh, Pillsbury Doughboy laugh?" <laughs> she was just like, she was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "What the fuck?" And I just busted out laughing. She goes, "I couldn't help it," and I was like, "Can you imagine?" She said she couldn't help it. She said she couldn't help it. Yes, they're hilarious, bro. I was thinking about that shit. I was I was washing dishes, and I was like, you know, because I was trying to think of like stupid story to tell you guys. How would y'all react to something like this? I don't know. Honestly, bro, the, strip, the strip clubs I went to, that's not how, how that happens. <laughs> you you live a totally different life than me up way up there, bro. Cause I only been to Southern strip clubs. Southern black strip clubs. And Southern black strip clubs are like a nightclub. It's like a totally different vibe. Yeah. Yeah. A totally different vibe. Yeah. Strip clubs appear like picture that. The strip clubs appear like dark bars. I don't know, man. I, I don't like the vibe, yes, bro. Hobby, like, I don't. Hobby, that's perfect. That's exactly what they are. Yeah. They're really just dark bars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's not like the strip clubs. I, yeah. The strip clubs I go to are like big, bombastic nightclubs, light shows, music, like people people dancing with each other, not the strippers. The strippers at everybody's table. Food is yeah. flowing. Like It's like a giant like event. I would probably enjoy strip clubs 
if I live down south. Like I, I, I don't like them up here, bro. They, you know what it is? They, they lack. They nothing special about them, bro. They lack the savoir faire. Like you know what I mean? Like they lack. It's that. like what's the point? Like I, I, so, I go. To, if you go to a strip, <laughs> like what's the point of going to the strip club, right? I can tell like, you the point of going to a strip club. Like for yeah. me, it's it's like you said, it's a dark bar. I go there to drink with titties out. That's what I go. I go. I go. I go to drink beer and with titties out. That that's literally all it was. It's a, and that's your reason, right? So there's multiple reasons to go, right? But for me, it would be like it'll be. I would want to go with like y'all, my boys, and like listen yeah. to some like dope ass music and see like some real strippers doing some crazy ass pole dance tricks and like celebrity strippers that I seen. You know what I mean? Like you know throwing out like month like crazy money, like make it like a music video. But here, I feel like you know you come here when you get laid off from your job. <laughs> you're depressed, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, Javi, you're traveling now. When you next yeah. time, if you go to Atlanta, go to Magic City. Yeah, I'm gonna be in. I'm gonna be actually I'm gonna be in Houston. So, um, I'm gonna be. That's what got so, James Harden in trouble. <laughs> yeah. It, so you know, you're gonna have to show me. You're gonna have to show me what it what it do when I'm in Texas. Yo. Why doesn't why doesn't James Harden just buy a strip club or like own one or like? No, it's fun when you're the owner. It's fun when you walk in there and you're James Harden. Yeah, <laughs> and everybody knows you're James Harden. <laughs> yeah, but just do the um, just do the Jackie Moon thing. What's that? He also probably I don't know if he. I mean, he probably could afford to own a strip club, but maybe not the strip clubs that he go like them strip clubs be. He probably could do that. I could do that, but it wouldn't yeah. be as fun. And honestly, the type of money like we look at James Harden, some people like they go like that's stupid. He's spending so much money, but he makes so much money for him. That's nothing. You yeah, know, James like, Harden's made almost three hundred million dollars. He's fine. Yeah, <laughs> he's good. You know, he's he's this is fun. This is this is instead of playing video games, he goes to the strip club. <laughs> you know what's funny? That that's the same way. Yeah, you want yeah. to be at the strip club the night that Drake's there. Trust me. It'll be the best night of your life. That's what I'm saying, man. We that's not happening up here, bro. Right. It's Can not happening. Some, you know what? Speaking of Drake, I have a question for you guys about legends. Legends. Mm. Legends. And I'm not just talking specifically about Drake, but he comes up in the conversation. I was listening to some old Eminem. A conversation about Snoop came up. And just like just other rappers who have been around for a long time. It also yeah. brings me to Chris Claremont. What a transition. What a fucking transition. Mm. At what point do we acknowledge that a legend is not what they once were? Well, first, I would have to agree with the premise. You mean like Tom Brady? I don't really see. I take sports out of the situation because I think there's a lot of decay. Like, um, not decay, but um, you lose certain things when you're like doing things physically for as long as you have. Like yeah. Michael Jordan wasn't gonna. Well, Michael Jordan's different. Like even like fat cigar smoking Michael Jordan was still putting up triple doubles. Like you know what I mean? Or LeBron James, who like made sure his body is in peak physical condition. But when it comes to the things of like the mind, 
you can adapt. Obviously, there are mm-hmm. there are exceptions to the rule. People end up with mental disabilities, but you should always make sure that you keep up with the time. I'll give you an example. I'll use myself as an example. I know the classics. Dark Phoenix, uh, the original Crises, uh, Nightfall. I know the classics. I know what happened in the classics. My level of expertise, if you want to call it that, starts around Avengers Disassembled, and it's usually Marvel. Mm-hmm. I make it a point to see how trends are going. For example, we'll take Nightwing 100. Um, not, excuse, Nightwing, no, not Nightwing, not just Nightwing 100, but Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths, it ends with the Justice League being disbanded and Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman offering Nightwing the kings to the castle. It was a nice transition for that specifically because the same kind of rosters don't work anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people want to see new rosters. We'll take the uh, the new, the the next run of Avengers. And I said this on a previous show with Javi, and I said, I hope that Carol Danvers is running the next Avengers team. She's confirmed to lead the next Avengers team. The new Avengers team is all full of people who've all been on that roster before, but they've all gone through different things. Nightwing isn't leading the Justice League. They're still the Titans. Right. Brian Michael Bendis took the new Avengers and made it this eclectic team of street heroes who were more relatable. Luke Cage, Wolverine, Jessica Drew, Jessica Jones, Spider-Man, characters who are more who aren't as powerful as they were. Even Doctor Strange wasn't the source of Supreme when he was on the team. Well, after after uh, the whole thing happened, but he, when he came back to the team, he wasn't the source of Supreme. Now, you get someone like Chris Claremont, who has been a comic book legend for decades. The last couple, if not few comic books of his that I read, have not been good. They're dated. It's like a person who decided that they weren't going to try to adjust to the times. So much so that his recent run of Extreme X-Men isn't even set in the time of the new age of Dawn of X. It's set back when Kitty Pride was living with Rachel Summers in Chicago. So there's no adjustment to the time. There's no adjustment to this. Snoop, he may not be the best. He may not be the rapper that he once was, but he's found a way to continuously make himself a commodity. He's the most popular rapper of all time, and it has nothing to do with rap. Eminem can be called one of the greatest rappers of all time. I don't necessarily agree with it, but if someone says it, I'm not going to argue with it. (sighs) He is batting under 500 with good albums. So at what point do we say he's not the greatest rapper of all time? Especially when you have Nas, who put out two classics in the last two years in like, what? I don't even think, considering how good those albums were, He's not even in the winter of his career. Jay-Z doesn't put out albums anymore, but when he puts out a verse, the verse is a fucking immaculate. So my question to y'all is, at what point do we have to to say to ourselves, either A, these people aren't good as they are, B, we change the definition of what a legend is? 
<laughs> uh, well, no, because they're still a legend. You could be a legend yeah. and fall off. <clears throat> Peyton Manning, not, I know you didn't use sports, but Peyton Manning's last year, he couldn't turn his neck to the side. He couldn't throw the ball 15 yards. <laughs> and he, and, but he's, but he's still a legend for what he did when he was legendary, right? Yes. The X-Men would not exist in the way that they do today as a cultural icon without Chris Claremont. He a made the X-Men. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. The X-Men got canceled in the 60s when Stan Lee and them were writing it. Chris Claremont came on the issue after Giant Size X-Men 1 and wrote the X-Men for 20 years almost through the late 70s, throughout the 80s, to the early 90s. And because of all the stories he told and the character development characters he created, we got X-Men the Animated Series and all the X-Men movies and the X-Men video games. And the X-Men are these big, larger-than-life, well-known pop culture characters because of the stories and development that Chris Claremont does. So nothing he does today in terms of like his comic book writing will take away from the greatness that he did in the past and what he built. So he'll always be a legend. Okay. He's just, he may not just have it anymore. So I, maybe, I, he's got, I, maybe he need to write something different. <laughs> maybe he need to try something that's not X-Men. I a hundred percent agree. Like with that, that's, that's kind of, that's just essentially what I was going to say. Like you're a legend, not because of what you're doing now, but w- because of what you did. Your so, impact or whatever it is. So, so I agree. I, I yeah. sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I got you off. Sorry. Go ahead. I think. I think we we can. I think we need to separate two concepts. I think we have legends, and I think we have like things that are timeless. So there we go. Um, there we go. Chris so, Claremont's style may not be exactly timeless. Something that doesn't. It, it could. It, it might not age well. But again, we're not judging his legendary status based on, um, specific, like his his ability to not be boring in the future. Currently, right? We're talking about what he's done. Um, I want to talk more about Nas, though. I think Nas. Real quick, just just because I want to I want to give a definition definition of legend, a traditional story sometimes popular uh, popularly regarded as historical. Bob, but unauthenticated. Uh, an extremely famous and notorious person, especially in a particular field, the man was a living legend. So yeah, by definition, you guys are right. But um, continue, you're going to say something about Nas. Yeah, I was just, Nas, so Nas, Nas created two really good albums um, out of, I think, four that he's done in the past, you know, three or so years. Okay. Um, I think we need to give Hit Boy a lot of credit for his current success. Absolutely. So Nas took Nas took his legendary brand, his name. Sorry, there's an alarm going off up here. No, I can't hear it. You're good. I can't hear yeah, it. Yep. His his name and he tied it to someone who's current. Someone who can take that timeless, you know, Nas lyricism and add it to beats that are relevant to, to today and hit today. Right, so I think people like that should always be uh, progressing. They should always be looking at what's new, and if they want to continue their careers and they they don't want to get stale, they're they're gonna want to adapt. And I think that's what certain people like Nas do. That's what certain people like Snoop did. You know, Snoop has bypassed rap, and he he's making children's cartoons now. You know, so yeah, you know. So let's look at some of the stuff Nas did. Let's look at 
I'm gonna just run through this uh, discography in order. Uh, Illmatic, it was written, I Am, The Autobiography, Nostradamus, Stillmatic, Godson, Street Disciple, Hip Hop is Dead, Nas, uh, Distant Relatives, Life is Good, Sounds Like You, know, Sounds Like You, NYC 2016, Illmatic, Live from the Kennedy Center, Nazir, King's Disease, King's Disease 2, and apparently put out something called Magic, and King's Disease 3. Has he so done anything four, good after Stillmatic? Has he done anything what? Has he done anything good after Stillmatic? Um, King's Disease Two, King's Disease Two, King's Disease One. Uh, King's Disease like, One was not that good. Matter again, it's opinion. I thought King's Disease One was fantastic. Um, wait, which one? That's not the that's not the Kanye one, is it? I think King's Disease One was the Kanye Kanye West one. If, if that no, was yeah. no, then I'm thinking of King's Disease Two then, because that's what Hit Boy. That Kanye West album was absolute trash, but I don't blame. But there's there's a lot that goes on there, and I thought Life Is Good was okay. It's got one of my favorite Nas tracks on there. It's the one with um, Amy Winehouse. I think it's called Cherry Wine. That song is like fantastic. But even with the Nas album, I don't know how much of it necessarily is Nas not being as good as he is, as opposed to just like maybe the production team is wrong maybe the coherency is wrong maybe the in some albums actually just not even just albums some projects whether it be movies tv shows classic cinema or whatever it is some of it just doesn't isn't ready for the time i think there are certain comic books i believe that we could agree that just weren't good when we first read them but going back and reading them in retrospect, are good. Like me and me, let's take the two of you guys who telling me told me that Secret Wars is better if you read it all all at once. And I loved it after you guys told me that. And then there was a conversation. I I heard this from you guys separately. Then together we came back and you said, "Yo, Mark, you need to read the Hickman stuff. You need to read uh, Avengers, New Avengers, Fantastic Four, Hickman. You'll have you. It'll give you a better appreciation of something." Also true. So when I say things like that, it's sometimes like just mentally for all of us, depending on where we are in life, depending on where we are with our significant others, things can, that's, can like, art is subjective, essentially, is what I'm trying to say. Long, long-winded way of saying art is subjective. I agree. But I will say this. Uh, but art, is, is art subjective in the bit? So it's it's kind of like pro wrestling, right? Like in 2023, people, a lot of people, not a lot, but a lot of people are into match quality and how good the matches are, right? Yes. But there's a reason why it didn't used to be that way because there used to be a lot of casual wrestling fans. And now it's not a lot of casual wrestling fans. It's people who love wrestling. And then people who don't watch wrestling, right? It used to be people who love wrestling, and then a, a large group of people who enjoyed wrestling, but it wasn't like their hardcore thing. And but, so, so you back can, in the uh, yeah, hold on, back sorry. in the day, yeah. wrestling, how good a wrestler you were was not how good I performed a a, a, a four fifty splash or how good I performed. And a little bit was in the ring. I'm not gonna take that away. Like Ric Flair was great because he was a great in ring performer. But what you were really judged on in wrestling was how many people were in the seats? How many butts were in the seats? How many tickets did I sell? A little bit later, after you got into the 90s, how many pay-per-views did I sell? 
You know, how much merchandise am I selling? It was it's a money bottom line business. I could argue that rap or music is at that level, like that matters too. Like we can't like I don't think you can talk about that in that way without that mattering because in a way, like some of you like, well, this person's underground, they never gets found. But also, like, some things are, like, how much do people resonate with you? Like, how much do you resonate with people? Like, they're great rappers that just can rap. But I feel like there's a lot more that goes on to rap. So, like, I feel like there there are objective ways that you can judge those types of things. I agree. Yes. I absolutely agree. Art is subjective. Like, art is subjective, but the subjective part is how people perceive it. But it can't be totally subjective because art can also flop. Mm-hmm. Things flop. Things, things. artists, an artist can put their heart into something, put it out there, and everybody hates it. Mm-hmm. Um, case in point, uh, Martin Luther King embraced that shoe in Boston. <laughs> Look it up. Is, is, that, is that even a statue? <laughs> it's a statue. <laughs> and I get it. You know, whatever, but you know, I think a lot of times, and this is the problem. We go back to legends, and here's the issue. With, here's the issue I have with some legends, like say Tom Brady and some others. Um, they lean so hard on that legend status that they don't want to take any criticism. I agree with that. I absolutely agree. And and oftentimes the excuse is like, well, people don't understand it. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Right? But I get that. But what's the point of putting out art? That no one understands but you. you. You got me again. I you're gonna get no argument from me on that on that either. You know what I'm saying? So I think I, I think you know you, you have your own personal art, your own personal collection of stuff that you keep to yourself. But if you're gonna put something out into the public, you should expect some blowback or some people not to see things the way that you want to see them. And you know what? If people don't see you as a legend anymore, that that is what it is. But you know, if you had an impact on the game and you see that, yo, be happy with what you did. And I think that, you know, whatever. I don't know. Art, <laughs> we're going to grow. Art's going to grow, man. And, and new things are going to happen. People are going to hate. I know, I remember when, when uh, mumble rap was the thing that all the hip-hop historians hated and I defended it. And now we, we have classic mumble rappers, right? We have do we? Takeoff. Oh, do we? We do. Do we, we do? Look do we have the, classic number records? Look at the response to takeoff, right? Yeah. But there's, but that doesn't mean classic, right? So like, it, you would have called them like, a classic of, at this point. No, was Snoop Dogg a classic rapper in 1997? No, or 1999? No, he was. He became a classic <laughs> rapper in like 2012. Like you got like if, yes. I I don't think we can say this rapper's classic yet because. Like, people are still listening to rap from the early 90s and mid-90s. Like, even the young Snoop people... Is no, 97 Snoop is no limit, Snoop, right? Yes. Death Row Snoop is definitely Snoop. a classic. Snoop, Death Row Snoop is definitely a classic in 97. But, but hold, here's my no, thing. Like, he was just popular. I'm talking about, like, I don't think classic. we can call people classic if they don't last the time. Like, yes, the time. To, like, over to, time. You have to surpass the test of time. To, for something to be called a classic, like when someone says an the instant, Rolling Stones are classic, they sell out a stadium in 2023, and they were they started touring 40 years ago. That's cl- like that's classic. 
like we could call like Wu Tang, Wu Tang, a tribe called Quest. They are classics. Um, DMX's first couple albums are classics because they've survived the test of time. Now, ten years from now, we can have a conversation about how yes. we feel about the Migos and things of that nature. Or so, like, hold on, like, hold, hold on. Let me get this. Let me yeah. get this point on, Bobby. Yeah. Um, Drake. I'm not a Drake fan in terms of music. I, there's some songs I like sometimes, and for the for the most part, I'm not a Drake fan in terms of music. However, in another five years, a conversation could be had about whether or not, um, if you're reading this, it's too late. Is a classic. As of now, it sounds like it should be a classic. But it like Drake right. is also the greatest rapper of this generation. Despite I, what so, you and I may think, he is the greatest rapper of this generation. I agree. But so it, we talk about the test of time, right? Drake we talk about less, the test. But Drake is wrestling. Hobby's trying to say something. Hold on, go ahead. I, I, we talk about the test. I'm going to forget. I'm yeah. going to forget. Drake yeah. is wrestling. All right. We'll get to that. <laughs> Hold up. Because I want you to explain that. But, I, yo, we talk about the test of time. So how many years are we talking? Uh, I think, I honestly think it depends on the person who, is the, who we're talking about. Because the three of us may all have. I think you need 15 years. Fifteen yeah, years. So okay. I mean, I could. Okay. So I could also agree. I could agree with anywhere. I could agree with ten to fifty. I could agree with ten years. Like you know, what I mean. So okay. we're all gonna have different timetables. So the first, the first major album the Migos dropped was two thousand fifteen. Okay. And that's not to mention all the the how they were pretty much super popular and successful. In the southern region, right, with, and with they younger were, people, and they were at super, that time, they were like the epitome of SoundCloud rappers who like made it a point to be on yeah. SoundCloud and then put out and then like put out really good like work. So if we're gonna be fair, like I, you know, I I get fifteen years, but th- we're going on almost ten years for how that. How much major do you think of the Migos? How much oh, do you think oh, of Migos' popularity outside of people who are deep into hip hop, like the pop culture popularity of the Migos? Is tied to one of them being married to Cardi B. I don't think it's tied. I don't think that it's it's that that's that important to be honest I don't with think you because I, that member that member wasn't even part of the Migos for for their the beginning because he was in jail at this time. Um, but I I think that that you know I think that's relevant right to a certain extent. But what I'm trying to say is that okay, let's talk about their pop culture influence. Like the Migos, you could talk you, you could ask somebody about hip hop. And probably the jungles of Brazil, or something, right? And they're gonna probably imagine someone that looks like the Migos because that's what, you know. Unfortunately, to well, you yeah. know, old school hip hop heads, that's what hip hop. Well, the South like one, now, right? And then their sound, and then not just the South, so- not not just the South, but their particular sound, the Migos' particular sound, right? Once Drake hopped on it, I think Drake helped propel them um, with that first track that gave them success. I actually me, think I don't, people I don't remember still. The names. But that sound, actually, ha- oh, good, it's everywhere, bro. It's everywhere. Every new, almost like, you know, four out of ten new rappers have very similar DNA to the Migos. Well, so I think their impact's going to be felt forever in hip hop for people that, unfortunately, people that hate them. So I would say, I mean, give them classic, classic. Yeah, I mean, you should give all that credit to Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy is the most influential. <laughs> Soulja so Boy was the most Soulja influential Boy. rapper in the last twenty years. I, I, yeah. I don't want to say I don't want to say legend, but he's a legend, bro. I agree. Bobby, I agree with you. He is a legend, but yeah, I agree. What you're describing isn't classic; it's influential. 
Mm. Be influential, but not be classic. You could be influential and not be a legend. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you, um, one hit, like, if I go, here, here you go, old man. If I go to people of any age group, anybody over the age of 15, so 15 to 60, let's just say 15 to 60, right? Or 65. Let's do 65 when you retire. If I go to an event with people between the ages of 15 to 65 and I put on hypnotized, what percentage of the people in there of any race, gender in America, let's just use America because I don't want to, I can't speak for outside of America, in America, any race or gender in America between the ages of 15 and 65, I'm, I'm assuming probably 70% of those people are going to know it and he'll hypnotize when they hear that song. They'll, I, know, they'll know what that song yes. is. I, could, I was trying to think of a number. I was going to say 80, but 80 seemed too high. Um, so I'll meet you in the middle and I'll say 75. And the reason or if I say nothing but, if I play nothing but a G thing, somebody's heard that song before. Mm, nothing but if a G I play, is, is lower, I think. Because I, I think it's higher. The reason I probably. say hypnotized was in an Oreos commercial. Nothing oh, but a G you're right. thing. <laughs> yeah, you're nothing right. But, nothing but a G thing isn't going to be. Something but even you, like just think about the classic songs from the you'll 90s get the and early same, 2000s. You get the same percentage of people, I guarantee it, if they put on Versace or Bad and Bougie. Right? Because those know, songs are not. I don't know Versace and I don't know Bad and Bougie. You guys don't <laughs> know that. But I'm talking if you if you play those songs in a wedding, you're gonna see blonde white girls, you're gonna see 30-year-old women, you're gonna see 40-year-old men. Look at the ages those you're lyrics. talking about. Yeah, you're gonna know ages you're talking about. But you lose but, them after like four, you lose them between forty five and sixty five. What the? What I'm saying to Javi is the fifteen year olds and the twenty year olds they know Biggie and Tupac and the Dr. Dre songs too. So what I'm saying, fifty year olds know those songs. So what? Ha so do you think? So here's a question, Javi, and I'm genuinely yeah. asking, and I'm not asking this question to spark a debate or anything like that. I'm genuinely asking. Oh, this is, this do, is fun. I, this oh, no, no, no. But I don't want this... Because the question I'm going to ask is going to... It may sound accusatory and it's not. Do those songs survive the test of time? Like, for example, Triumph... We knew Triumph was going to be around forever. Like, that was... Mm -hmm. Triumph is the ultimate posse cut. Yeah. Um, DMX is slipping. We knew that was yep. going to happen. Gin yep. and Juice, that's going to do that. Yep. There are more... I like Big Butts. Um, yes, there are multiple. <laughs> there are multiple Drake songs, and you know me. I'm yeah. not a Drake fan. There are multiple no, but, Drake songs that are going to survive yeah. the test of time. But yeah, just, there's a, but there's a lot of trash that's going to survive the test of time. That will, I mean, I would say trash to people that have a certain perspective on hip hop that survive. There's a lot of MC Hammer songs that survive the test of time. You know what I mean? That were, I mean, yeah, MC Hammer's a legend. I mean, he's a legend, but. He wasn't the greatest lyricist in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. That's my point. It's more to rap than just how good you can rap. Yeah. That's why I make yeah. the wrestling analogy. I think we're making the same point. Yeah, MC Hammer's a legend. I'm saying yeah. that like people talk about the mumble rap, and I'm not sure the mumble rap is gonna last the, the test hit, of time. It it has. I don't it's think we realize well, how it's long been it's been around like six or seven years, ten years oh, maybe. Much much longer than that. Much because before this, the Migos, we have before the Migos, we had a good five years of future. You know what I mean? We had this, a bunch the of that. Southern rap has lasted a longer time, right? Like the yeah. ludicrous, the Atlanta influenced rap. We call we used to call up up north. We used to call we used to call uh, a lot of like, you know, 
that DJ screw style trash rap until we under until people understood it. Well, the South won the war. I mean, there I think no the war, South bro? won. It won the war. There was there a was war. No. Southern influence in hip hop won. There's a northern influence in hip hop, and there's a southern influence in hip hop. I, I, I think it merged, bro. Today, I think it merged. I think it merged. Southern hip hop. But it merged. It would be no southern hip hop without hip without northern hip hop. Ask any Montana, you, you, right? listen, Montana, you listen. You listen. You listen. It. Yeah, they, they influence everybody from New York. Bro. Yeah, but he doesn't sound like a New York rapper. He sounds Not, like a southern uh, rapper. No, it, and uh, we'll, let's talk about drill rap. Drill rap that came out of Chicago, mm. refined in New York, refined in 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 Britain, in London of all places, right? And that's. Um, there's a lot of southern I rappers. Wanna, I want to commend you because I was trying to think of a specific style, and drill was the perfect example. Yeah, drill, drills, drills, what it is right now. Drill is a drill. That's is what a they. Yeah, yeah, but I'm talking about and hip hop that, it, culture. Hip hop culture is driven by southern culture today. But, but the, Atlanta, but it used New yeah. York used to be the mecca of hip hop. It's Atlanta. But that's what I'm trying to say. But I think it's it's influence. It's a feedback loop. So that that southern that southern style helped craft. <clears throat> Especially in the Midwest, because those connections with the Midwest and the South, there's a lot of connections between those, right? So it made sense that drill, drill as a mixture of like that kind of the, that Midwest, that that kind of northern city mixed with that South beat, right? And in a little bit of griminess, right? That that was a merger, bro, right? And now that that was cultivated in the North, right? And a lot in the Northeast, also in Europe, that's starting to influence Southern rap as well. And we're starting to see differences coming out of that. And I'm saying that I feel like it's a feedback. We're all one people, bro. That's how I feel. Like, I get it because I, I know people that was into that. Like, Southern rap is that. I was never, I always like, like, like Southern rap. People was talking like Masterpiece, Trash, and all that other stuff. I loved it. Right. So it was definitely you know, you're preaching to the choir, bro. You're preaching to the choir. Like, I, I just think that we see it as a war, but at the same time, bro, it's all one thing. That's my. If you that's think about this, Javi, from 1985, yeah. right, like Run DMC, LL Cool J, Can't Live Without My Radio, till yeah. I don't know, like 2005, like the Black Album. Yeah. New York was the center of hip hop. It, it was. Yeah, but, then, you, but, but you but you also had but you also had yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Early yeah. 2000s, it started to change. You got yeah. Cash Money and No Limit. Yeah, Outcast yeah. is blowing up, and then in the next. So think about from 2000 to 2020. If you mm -hmm. took all the most popular rappers in the world, in the country, what, 65% are from the South somewhere? Georgia, you know, Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, Texas, like they're, they're all like, it's all from there in the next 20 years. Like it's all from there to the point that now people come out from New York and they got Southern producers or southern beats like there used to be it used to be and this is one thing i do miss about hip-hop there used to be regional differences in hip-hop right yeah i could if i put on a song from a nigga from la you knew he was from la from the way he rapped and from what he rapped about if i did that from someone from brooklyn if I did that for someone from Chicago, if I put on old school Scarface from Houston, you knew that was Houston. Chopped and screwed music was different. If I put on Uncle Luke from Florida, that was different. And I could tell Bone Thugs from the Midwest and, and Twister. Yeah, yeah, I'm angry. So I'm angry you're bringing up examples I wanted to bring up. 
Because you're Can saying just... that time, that time frame. Go, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I'm, I keep cutting you off. Go ahead, Avi. Sorry. No, no, I'm talking too much, I feel, bro. No, you're fine. Um, I feel like that doesn't, like, if I put on a song, if I put on a, a pop, if I just wrote a top 20 rap song and just played the songs. Yeah. I would have, I would not be like, oh, that person's from LA. But, that person's from but Oakland. The, that person's from but, Chicago. But, I would have no idea. So, so I, I just want to double back real quick because you brought up some examples I want to bring up to kind of not counter a point you made, but kind of just um, explain my perspective. So, that time frame that you bring up where, where, where Northeast hip hop kind of dominated, I, I disagree to a certain extent um, because I think hip hop culture, we kind of, one, we think rap. As hip hop, which is not, I consider R and B and everything hip hop. Like I, like in my mind, that's that's all the okay, culture. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like we had like 112, and we had like you know Boys to Men. You know that New Jack Swing. We also had like you know a lot of go go music influences, like EU, like a lot coming from um coming from um those Spike Lee joints. Like a lot of that vibe was going on. Then we had the West Coast, right? We had the West Coast. We had Death Row, you know Tupac. You know he started it in the northeast you know what i mean dr dre and then down south we had luke skywalker bro like those dudes was they was they had so much influence luke on him they're the reason why we had uh uncle luke okay i was like wait what right? yes but if you went uncle to the luke. top 20 billboard in 1995 12 of them are going to be from the northeast 14 is going to be from the northeast and then you sprinkle in the rest that don't mean like death row and dr dre didn't blow up like that's how you got the east coast west coast beef because they got so popular right yeah, I'm saying New York was the mecca of hip hop. It, it just, I mean, it's where it started. But it's, it was but it the still mecca is. Of it still is. Not anymore. Atlanta, Atlanta is the center of Black culture. Period. Oh today. yeah, facts, facts, facts. No, I'm not arguing with that. But you ask all any, Black culture. You know, I've, 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 I'm, I'm kind of like, I, I don't bring up my hip hop nerdishness a lot, whatever. But you're bringing me there, whatever, right? But you know, I've listened it. to a lot. I've listened to a lot of hip hop recent hip hop artists um who I like. Again, I'm gonna explain I'm I'm gonna use um Takeoff who rest in peace who passed away who I think was one of the most underrated rappers out there, right? Um because of his mm-hmm. style. He was amigo, right? Um but everybody in hip hop respected him. Everybody. Everybody respected him in hip hop. And when you listen to him and other people like him, they would tell you their influences are still Classic Northeast rappers, Met the Man, all these those are the people that they used to listen to and they still listen to and they get and, and they learn like they they understand like a lot of these dudes we think they don't understand hip hop, but there's a reason why they're successful. They're better at it than we. Oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? They and they understand hip-hop. it. Yeah. And then when you listen to these people, I don't care what people think. I'm talking about the people that are creating the art. I hear their influences. I hear it. You know what I'm saying? I I know where it's coming from. I hear Biggie. I hear Bone Thugs and Harmony. Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? Cleveland. You know, the, the, we we underestimate the Midwest. Virginia. We got um um the clips. Yo, um, Pharrell. You know Pharrell, what I mean? Yeah. Like Pharrell and Chaz are responsible like, for some of the greatest songs on the East Coast and the West Coast yeah. and, and down South because Nerd in the in yep. like. And all the stuff that they were doing, they could, yep. they, dude, Nori wouldn't be Nori without without um the Midwest. Right. And people hate, like people were hating on Nori back in the day, bro. But hip hop, but hip hop loved him. You know what I mean? Hip hop loved him. He was, and he was, he was making hits. I mean, shit, I think uh, again, I yeah, I, yep. like, I mean, oh I like hell him. yeah, 
I mean, I like necessarily what he's doing, but look at what he's like responsible for. A lot of Jay Z's greatest hits are resp- mm-hmm. are resp- are come from the Midwest. They come from Kanye West. They come from Pharrell. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like these are the people who obviously like New York is like the biggest thing for him. But like, look at what the the um the contribution that we're getting from certain things. Now, mm-hmm. I will the one thing I will say with how it's hard to differentiate between the genres and the coasts and stuff like that. I kind of feel like it's us when it comes to certain comic book things where it's just like we know if because we know because of something that we're like engulfed in. I think with hip hop and just from the hip hop shows that I listen to, they know because there are certain intricacies that you can point out within a sound that's like definitely this and definitely that. Like you can tell a New York drill from a from like OG like Chicago drill. Like I just found out that uh drill originated in Chicago. I thought it was a New York thing because the first time I remember like liking it and hearing it was um Pop Smoke. And I was like, yo, this shit is like a real like this is like Pop Smoke's uh Many Men, like that shit hit like some nineties in music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that that's a like that particular style originated yeah. in the Midwest, but that's just my Bro, fifty cent. Like I, yo, you just probably have fifty cent as an influence for Pop Smoke, not only for Pop Smoke, his style of rap is everywhere. Like Everywhere, bro. He South every freaking Africa. You know what I mean? Like oh, that's dude. how the DNA flows. Yo, and speaking know? of 50 Cent, like he doesn't get the credit that he deserves. But yeah. he was like, I remember when 50 first popped off, he couldn't go anywhere without security. And it was funny because security, he like security isn't here to protect me, it protect you from it protect because security isn't here to protect me you from me security's here to protect me from you and yeah. because like he he's 50's always been with the shits yeah. and the, the stuff he created like his first his um first studio album get rich or die trying is a fucking classic it still holds mm-hmm. up to this day and he's also gone forward and took it into the footsteps of the ice cubes who Hip hop wouldn't be what it was without Ice Cube branching out and creating Friday or starring in Boys in the Hood or shit, NWA, like beyond rap. Mm-hmm. And so, this is what I mean by when we talk about these legendary particular things. Like, for example, we'll to bring it all back to Chris Claremont. I may, <laughs> not, I may not like some of the stuff he's done recently, but comic books would not be what they are without him. Absolutely not. It would not be. Comic book movies would not be. He changed comic book storytelling. Exactly. And we don't have the type of shows and movies and stuff that we do without Chris Claremont. So I can agree. So like, I will never take what he's done for comic books. I wouldn't be getting paid to write about comic books without him. That's a fact. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't be a profitable genre without people like Chris Claremont. And as much as I hate the guy, uh, fuck Frank Miller. But is it Frank Miller? Which one's the dude who wrote? Uh, yeah, Frank Dark? Miller. Yeah, fuck Frank yeah, Miller. Yeah, Frank Miller. Yeah, fuck him. Like, he's a dickhead. But we, we but he changed to... it as well. Yep. For the good. He, Frank changed it for the good and the bad. Because mm-hmm. everybody is not as good a writer as Frank. Right? Yeah. And so and they, they try they to they be. Want that, <laughs> yeah, they try to be that dark, gritty, 
Yeah, nah. Shit, and they can't write Dare like he wrote Daredevil for a while. Some of Daredevil's best stories he wrote The Dark Knight Returns. And I actually hate Frank Miller. Well, I mean Frank Miller was a. I mean, if you read The Dark Knight Returns, it's like a, it's like, it's like Reagan porn. It's like I'm just jacking <laughs> off with Ronald Reagan. Like yeah. I, it's just I love Ronald Reagan, but, I, but the story's is the story's still great. So I'm gonna give him credit. But I hate The Dark Knight Returns because. Now everybody thinks Batman has to be this dark, brooding, loner, to himself, angry, madman character. And I'm just like, the best stories I've read for Batman in the last 15 years, none of that exists. Like, the Scott Snyder run with Batman was all about the Bat family at the end of the day. Like, that's what it was about. And it was about he's not by himself, that he has other people. Like and so everybody, everybody. Whenever you look at like live action Batman, it's all based on Frank Miller. It's all based on that Dark Knight mm-hmm. Return shit. All of it from mm-hmm. Nolan and the shit that Snyder was doing. It's all of that. I mean, Robert- ba- Batman, Batman versus Superman was literally Frank Miller. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> the yeah. bad, the yeah, worst. literally. <laughs> it, it, but to your point, um, Brandon, it annoys me that when people don't understand a comic book. And then we'll watch a movie and go, this isn't what they're like in the comic books. You're like, that's not true. That's absolutely not true. It was, it was, it was definitely prevalent during She-Hulk. When I think it was Dan, I want to say it was Dan Slott who was writing She-Hulk and he was talking about how fantastic it was. And he basically said, all of you guys saying how this doesn't hold up to the comic book is wrong. He's like, I've written more She-Hulk comic books than every, anybody, and this is exactly mm-hmm. what is written in the comic book. So what are y'all talking about? Mm-hmm. So for people who are like, oh, he's just dark and brooding and da-da-da-da, I'm like, you're wrong. Like, Batman the Animated Series, while it was dark, and from what I was told, it was written on, it was drawn on, like, black paper, it wasn't really that dark. It Batman, wasn't. It wasn't. Batman had, Batman made jokes, Batman was fun, and it also showed that Joker can be psychotic without necessarily having to cut somebody's face off. In a lot of these, in a lot of the writers yeah. now, yeah. Uh, Tom King, Chip Zdarsky, uh, I, there was another writer who was doing Batman, but they've also made it a point where it's like, it's also not his money. Yeah. Like I love that a lot of these new writers are making it a point to show you Batman would be just as good without his money. Like he's struggling right now, and, and that's another. Oh, sorry. Oh, my go, bad. Go, 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 go. because uh, I, I just don't want to lose this because this is this is like another reason I have an issue with legend status, right? Like people hold on to these. Um, this could be quick. People hold on to these um, uh, characters that were created by these legends, right? That represent uh characters in a multiverse that can be all types of things that can represent all types of things, and they do. Um, there's multiple versions of Batman. There's multiple versions of Superman, even within the same universe, right? It's just different writers take have different takes, and then so something gets so popular, and it, and people, most people associate that with that character, and any deviation from that, right? They're gonna like they're gonna hate it. They're not gonna give it a chance, and that's I think that's one that's like one poison bullet when it comes to that legend status. When it comes to their to to, to just the art in general. To the art, that's fair. It kind of locks it, you know. That's definitely fair. Yeah, but 
Yeah. Legendary, and again, I think also think we could say that legendary is subjective. Like I talked about a podcaster previously, and I think that he has more than a few legendary songs. But again, it's because the stuff he was rapping about speaks to me. So like I can consider it legendary. Um, I will go on record by by saying that if there are certain stories that you can, I think there are all things here that we can all agree that we don't like. Maybe not the same thing, but there are things that we just think are just bad. But no matter how we feel about it, we can understand why it's a classic or why this writer is legendary or why it gets the praise that it does. Like, you know what I mean? But I think, like Logan. Huh? Like Logan. <laughs> yeah, like Logan. <laughs> Logan's a perfect example. Um, oh, oh. so uh, before I forget, because Javi wanted my opinion on this. We were talking about it. When I say Drake is wrestling. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. So please. it was something that Brandon said we were talking about yeah. the, the casual wrestling fan, which I am. I'm the casual wrestling fan. If someone says, hey, you should watch this, I'll check it out. If, like, Brandon and shout out to Diddy, they'll send me stuff saying, hey, you need to check this out. Otherwise, I kind of just keep up with Instagram. I'll go on Peacock. I'll go on Hulu and just kind of check out things and fast forward through stuff that I don't really care about. Drake's music is kind of like that. It's super popular. A lot of people, like, obviously millions, if not billions of people love it. He's entertaining. He's putting on a character. And you're never going to find more than five people who like him for the same reasons. (laughs) Drake is wrestling. Drake is professional wrestling. He's even Canadian. (laughs) Hilarious. You, You think he's part of the Hart family? The Hart Dynasty, yeah, Drake's part of the Hart Dynasty. Yo, the Hart yeah. Dynasty of rest, the Hart Dynasty of um rap would probably be Drake, the Migos, and Lil Yachty. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I think I think those those are some of the they they have some of the best wrestlers of all time, in my opinion. So they do Jericho. You know how I feel about Drake. Jericho can suck a fat bag of fat, suck, Jericho can yeah. suck a fat bag of unwanted dicks, but he's one of the I think one of the greatest sports entertainers ever. Bret Hart's yeah. one of the greatest. Chris Benoit is one of the greatest. Owen Hart. Yeah. You can go so let's take that. Let, let, let's take that. Let's take that analogy even further, right? When it comes to, because you know how I feel about. I think Drake and I think Brandon agrees with me. Um, maybe for different reasons, but he's gonna go down as one of the greatest of all time, right? Just I agree. I agree. At this point, I it's kind of crazy. His this run is crazy, right? Like it Dude, doesn't make had, sense at this point. There was like, oh, fuck. I think it was like three years, or it was like. There was an extended amount of time where Drake had at least one song on the Billboard Top 100 consistently. Yeah, yeah. And like that's and granted, it's a different era in streaming and all sorts of technology can help inflate numbers. But even if you're inflating these numbers, that really doesn't matter. Yeah. Because the music wasn't wasn't good. And granted, I'm not necessarily a big fan of it, but if the music wasn't popular. He wouldn't be up there, and that's the thing about Drake. Drake is so lucrative, and they and 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 he's making so much money off of deals that people really don't make that much money off. Of. Um, like I'm talking about half a billion 
almost offer some of these deals is because they don't have to inflate his numbers. Really, they use if and, and I'm not saying this as a fan. I'm saying this as just looking at the industry. They use him to inflate numbers. Like if they have a new artist or something, like he's one of those artists, him and Bad Bunny, whoever, they put on a track and the track goes. So he has that market appeal. I don't know why, but it, it just is. But as far as why I like him as a rapper, oh, he's nice, man. Like I, I, I just never understood. I just never understood why people don't see him as a good rapper. Like I, I just don't get it. And then just his story. I, I never watched Degrassi. Like you guys introduced me to the fact that he was on a, that show. Um, so I don't know anything about that. But like his story, as far as I know it, like the fact that he's still with all the people he came up with. You know what I mean? And he's putting his people on. Like he's, he's staying loyal. He's making crazy money. And it looks like he's having fun. Taking care of his kid. Bringing out good music. Bro, like I don't get the hate. Somebody needs to explain it to me. Um, I don't get the hate. I don't necessarily, I don't, I joke about once upon a time, I was a Drake hater. Honestly, you can yeah. go on Facebook and you can see me say that I hate Drake on a, on a cellular level. I was a hater because I didn't really know much about him and everything that he put out. I thought was ass. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But for the most, but like now I don't, I still don't think if someone said to me, do a top. 100 greatest hip-hop artists of all time. And we're just talking the music. Drake doesn't break my top 75 if we're talking just the music. Yeah. Now, if we're yeah. talking if we're talking about what Brandon was talking about when it comes to professional wrestling, and we're not talking about just the songs, we're not talking about just the music, we're talking about personality, we're talking about influence, we're talking about the recognizability thank you that was the word I was thinking of like how recognizable he is Drake curating Drake curating through the roof yes so like yes if we're talking about if we're talking about everything it encompasses then Drake's probably top 10 top 15 maybe because it's like um, me and Brandon had a quick conversation about this about Roman Reigns like what Roman Reigns is doing right now in wrestling is unprecedented like he's Considering, and I'm going to take something that Brandon said, considering how down people were on him because he wasn't, quote-unquote, a good wrestler, but it, he was still great in the ring, he shouldn't be as popular as he is right now. But that all changed. He found, he um after his, uh I think it was, I think it was leukemia, I think he had. But after his diagnosis, he took some, uh, supposedly took some acting classes, he just came back as just this sports entertainment force of fucking nature, and it was it's just been fantastic. Uh, but then you look at a guy like we can take John Cena, who had the same kind of run, but John Cena's run was longer, and it got so funny that people hated John Cena, but they were still buying t-shirts, and the whole and Brandon can attest to this. You can be booed, you can be cheered. What you don't want is silence. And regardless of what happened with John Cena, he always read, he always had people emotional about it. Every, all the time. Drake is the same way. Regardless of how you feel about him, you can hate him, but you're going to talk about him. You got to acknowledge him. You have to just understand that 
he is as popular and as good and as marketable. And like you said, Brandon, his Q rating is through the roof. These are the things that are the most important when it comes to being an entertainer. Can you bring in money? Javi, does Drake bring in money? He brings in buttloads, bro. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And that's what it comes down to. Like, Drake brings in the money. That's really... What else can you he say? Has a pri- he, he has a private jet that was wrapped by Virgil. Like, like, what do you, like that's... The, but that's what I mean. Like, when you are just... Excuse me, excuse, excuse the terminology, but when you're that nigga, that's just really how it goes. And let's, and let's not discount the fact that that's just off of rap. You didn't have to, like, sell liquor, right? Like, this is... <laughs> This is off the of record deals in in, in in concert sales, ticket sales. That's when he says he does Beatles numbers, he's not lying, bro. Do you know the other thing I don't get about why people don't like Drake? You know, you know what? I figured out what it is. Do you know why people don't like Drake? Why? Why? They see too much of themselves in him. Oh. Drake is a fanboy. Facts. He team hops, he player hops, he has like celebrities and athletes playing basketball wherever he wants to. He can he gets to he gets to do all the things that the people who hate him want to do. We did an episode last year when I just openly admitted that I would love to hang out with Drake. It's called like it is. When I and I said it earlier, I was a hater. And that could deep down that could have been the reason why. He's he's literally living the life that a lot of us wish that we could do. He puts out music, plays basketball, he gets all the women, like he dodges all of these like battles and the discrepancies in his life. And like he's just, it's almost like he's te- he's <laughs> he's anti-50. <laughs> Damn it, Wade!